I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. Now, I hope you listened to Monday's full episode because we made a big, big announcement on that show. So if you haven't listened, be sure you go back and listen to that episode before listening to this mini episode because we are planning and putting together an exciting, fabulous Roman adventure for our listeners. And I wanted to share just a little bit about the tours that I am planning for every morning of that trip. Obviously, there are lots of things to see in Trastevere. So of course, we will be visiting that area where the hotel is in minute detail. We'll be seeing lots of really amazing sites in the Trastevere neighborhood. And of course, beyond Trastevere as well. But what I want to really focus on, as we mentioned in the episode on Monday, are the hidden sites in Rome. Now, Rome has several sites that are kind of off the beaten track simply because they are maybe of more minor importance for most tourists coming in Rome for the first time. It's not that they're difficult to see. It's just that they're not on the average tourist's checklist. So of course, we'll be seeing a lot of places like that. But there are also places, the really, really, really secret places that are, for whatever reason, very difficult to see. It might be because they're only open one day a week or for only a couple of hours. You might have to book well in advance. You might have to plan your whole day around this one tiny little place that has this amazing work of art that almost nobody, really, if you consider how many people come to Rome, almost nobody has seen. And there are places in the city that me, someone who is obsessed with Rome's art and history and culture and has lived here for almost two decades that I still haven't seen. And I'm actually getting really excited because there are several places that I am hoping to include in our tours that that I have never been yet. So uh, it's kind of a really exciting excuse for me to figure out how to visit these sites and studying these places so that I am able to explain them and make them come alive to you. So I just wanted to give you a few little possibilities. I'm not promising anything here because, like I said, some of these places are so hard to visit that literally the the rare bookings that they do offer fill up a year in advance. But I am going to do my best to visit at least some of these places. So one of them is the Biblioteca Vallicelliana, which is basically part of the Oratorio dei Filippini, which is a building designed by Francesco Boromini, who also happened to design the hotel where we're staying, which was a monastery. That is a place that I've always wanted to go. It has very, very limited opening hours. I don't believe you need a book, but it's just one of those places that it's far enough off the beaten track. And it's very central. It's physically not off the beaten track, but it's it's difficult enough to go to that I personally have never managed it. So I'm going to be visiting that library within the next few weeks and seeing if I can include it in one of our tours. And it's one of those beautiful libraries that, yes, it's full of historic books. And yes, it's an actual working library that you can visit. You can't take any books out because they're historic, so but you can look at them. But it's also a place just worth visiting just for the beauty of it. And there's another library similar to that, which is the Biblioteca Casatenense. And this library actually has been closed for restorations for at least the last five years, if not longer. 
And it's even more beautiful than the Vallicelliana Library. It's absolutely gorgeous with stucco decorations. It's very high Baroque. There's a lot of gold leaf. There's a huge globe in the middle. The bookshelves are absolutely beautifully designed. But there was a collapse at that library about five or so years ago. And I don't know if it was the ceiling collapsed or the bookshelves collapsed. I'm not sure what happened. But they had to do major renovations on it. And they have finished. And I happened to be walking past a couple of days ago. And I saw a sign on the door with the new opening hours. And so I will definitely be including that in one of our walks. Another place that I'm hoping to include is Santa Maria dell'Orazione e Morte, which is a church that Katie and I have talked about, at least briefly on this show. And it's a place that Katie has always wanted to visit, but she's literally never seen it open. And to be honest, it hasn't been open for even longer than the library I just mentioned. I think that this church has been closed for something like 15 years or more. I visited it my second year in Rome. It happened to be open back then, but I've never seen it open since. And it is interesting because like the uh, famous Crypt of the Capuchin Monks, which has now been turned into a museum, this church also has an underground crypt with the bones of various people used as decoration for the crypt. And Interestingly, this this church is right along the river. And this is something I actually learned from Katie. I didn't even know this. The job of this church, one of their duties, was to fish people out of the Tiber River who had committed suicide or drowned or, you know, for whatever reason, ended up in the Tiber. They would fish them out and give them um, some kind of uh, anonymous burial. So, which is why they have so many body parts. (laughs) So this place, a couple of months ago, I happened to be walking past and there were some workers outside and they said, yes, it's going to, the crypt is going to be opening soon, maybe in a few months. So I'm going to check on that and see if it truly has reopened. If you look online, it says it's still closed, but a lot of times these websites are not updated frequently. Another place I would love to be able to take you guys is Palazzo Farnese. Palazzo Farnese is the site of the French embassy, and it is a huge monumental building. In its day, it was the largest private palace in Rome, privately owned palace in Rome at the time. And it's full of frescoes by Annibale and Agostino Carracci. And it's absolutely spectacular. I have visited once. They used to open this palace once a year for anyone who wanted to go in for free. And again, this was probably one of my first years in Rome. And I remember lining up in Piazza Farnese and the line stretched all the way around the piazza and down the following street. I'm pretty sure I waited for two or three hours to get in. These days, they actually have guided visits and you can go, but you have to book well in advance. So this is something that I am going to work on for us so that I can take you to this amazing, beautiful place. And there are so many more Places like this in Rome that are just usually closed or people don't know about it and they're so beautiful and just true hidden masterpieces that I'm, I'm kind of getting excited as I study and as I look for them so that I can, uh, so that I can take you there. So I'm so excited. Katie and I are both so thrilled that this is happening and that we're going to be spending almost an entire week in Rome with 10 of our listeners and their friends. So if you want that to be you, make sure you get in touch with us. You can email us at bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. I would do it soon because the, the spots are filling up and 
we only have 10 rooms at double occupancy. When those 10 rooms are filled, we are not going to be able to accept anyone else. So if you if you want to come, if you want to join us for this adventure in Rome, seeing the little known side of Rome, get in touch with us right away. We hope to see you in Rome in October. Thanks so much for listening.